0: Welcome to the Passive Income MD Podcast, where we talk about creating your ideal life through multiple streams of income. I'm your host, Peter Kim. If you enjoy hearing about this stuff, make sure to hit subscribe so I can bring it to you every week. Now, let's get on with the show. Hey, everyone, Uh, this is going to be an awesome interview. Uh, We've got Dr. Jordan Frey here. He's a physician. He's a reconstructive plastic surgeon in Buffalo, New York, and he's well known to probably a lot of you out there. He's at least known to me uh, as the founder of one of the fastest growing physician finance blogs out there. Uh, It's called the prudentplasticsurgeon.com. In it, he documents how he went from financially clueless to increasing his net worth by over a million dollars in one year, and he's really trying to teach other people how to do the same. I've been super impressed uh, with him and and everything he's created there at the Prudent Plastic Surgeon. And I've learned so much from him. And I thought this would be an awesome opportunity for us to get him on the show, talk to him, figure out his journey, find out how he got where he's at. And hopefully some people will learn some things along the way. Jordan, how are you doing? Good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, this is fun. I mean, again, I see you all over the place now. And that's just a good thing. you know. Um, but let's, let's talk a little bit about it. I mean, d- did, I, did I do you justice by your bio? Is there anything that I'm missing on there? You're a reconstructed plastic surgeon. How long have you been out in practice?
1: Yeah, I've been out now uh, a year and a few months. I graduated July of 2020 from fellowship. So that was after six years of residency and then an extra year of fellowship. Wow. Okay. And then how long have you had this blog now? I've had it pretty much since the same time, like since I graduated. So a little over a year and it basically just started because at the end of my training, I realized that I was just, like you said, financially clueless. Like I I can't, I can't overestimate that enough. Like there's, there was nobody that knew less than me about personal finance because I just totally ignored it. And mostly because I was kind of scared and intimidated to look at my mistakes. So as I started you know, I, I kind of realized that that was contributing to me feeling burned out. I also, um, you know, everyone's kind of telling me like, oh, you're you're going to be a plastic surgeon. You're finally going to be an attending, like everything's going to be awesome. You're going to be making all this money. Like it's going to be great. And I was just like, I don't feel like it's going to be great. Cause I, I have like half a million dollars of debt. I have credit card debt. I have um, zero savings or investments. And like, I got to try and figure out like, do we buy a house? How do we do that? Like, we're moving to New York City. We have to get cars. I, I was just totally overwhelmed by it. Um, and like I said, I was leading to burnout. So then I just made a, a decision with my wife that we were going to learn about this stuff, get control, and try to um, increase our financial well being, if you want to call it that. And then I just started writing about it, and it's been a lot of fun. I mean, what made you decide at that point that you wanted to write about it i
0: mean most people when they kind of come to that decision that they want to learn about it they just go dive into books and that sort of thing you decide to not only do that but also put it online for people to yeah to read
1: like what, what was involved in that decision it, basically i was just kind of you know as i was going through and i was reading blogs like like yours and everyone's else and it was super helpful and i just thought you know what i I'll just be someone that that writes about it from the beginning and i'll just talk about all my mistakes i literally i say this over and over but i i haven't i hadn't met anyone that was in a worse financial hole than i was and so i figured if i can show that i can kind of climb out of that that it'll help prove that anyone can do it um because that's a lot of people i'm sure you've had the same conversations um like the position i was in i was just really scared like i even my, my loans, I knew I had a ton of loans, but every year I basically just like closed my eyes and deferred them another year because I was terrified to look at them. And and then once I finally looked at it, it wasn't as scary as I thought. Um, so I just kind of wanted to share that. And and I thought other people could relate to it. So, I mean, it is,
0: did you consider yourself a, a writer at that time? Is that something that you've done before in any other capacity?
1: No, not really. I, I mean, I wrote a lot of like, scientific you know publications plastic surgery publications but not not writing in this capacity and i'm sure my earlier stuff is a bit rough my stuff now is probably a bit rough but i just kind of try to shoot it off the cuff and um just be you know the same thing as you do which is really an inspiration but just be really transparent and share share what's going on to try and help others or at least entertain others
0: yeah i mean was was the goal of it a I mean, like a, a business from the beginning, uh, or was it more just, again, it's something that evolved into something like this?
1: Yeah, it wasn't really a business. Like I just started it and I said, I'm going to do this for a year, no matter how many people are um, mm-hmm. reading it. And then I'm going to reevaluate. And it's still, you know, it's become a business where I make money from it, but definitely the, I, I don't even want to calculate my hourly, you know, compensation at this <laughs> yeah. point because it's a, a lot more work put in. Um, but it's just because it's something, again, like you, that I'm just really passionate about.
0: And then in terms of resources, like how did you learn how to do some of these? Because I know that some people are going to be, you know, listening to this and they're like, oh, I'd love to share my journey. And I hear it all the time. Oh, I love, I wish I could start a blog or I could start a podcast or this kind of thing. But for a lot of people, they they get stuck at the, the, the first initial stage, right? I mean, past the idea. Yeah they get stuck there. Like what, what did you use to help you create what you've created?
1: I used, I kind of, I randomly, I, I, I'm sure I typed in Google, like how to start a blog and, and randomly one of the things that came up had like an affiliate link to, um, some hosting server, Bluehost. I don't use them anymore, but I I initially used them. Um, and I just kind of like started trying to figure it out. I, I, just, sat there and and played around with it and kind of like i don't know all of us have done at some point in our medical career we just like youtube a video like how to do something and then we go and do it um and i didn't even find that was the biggest hurdle the biggest hurdle for me was in terms of getting started or putting it out there was like trying to create something or write something that's like perfect you know and that's just not achievable and so in the beginning i was kind of going through so much and like oh should i say this or can i say this better and once I sort of just said, especially at the beginning, I was like, "Well, you know what? No one's really reading this anyway. I'm just gonna put it out there the way it is, and just kind of write the way I would tell tell a friend or something like that." So but that's definitely a piece of advice: is don't try to don't try to get it perfect, or don't wait until you're you feel like you're an expert to get started for sure, because no one is. We're all just figuring it out. That's great advice. Let's start talking about
0: how um this financial journey that you started on that you started documenting from the beginning and yeah. i want to get back to it because i think that's really interesting and it's really um, awesome to see what you've been able to accomplish in that year and i know a lot of people who have been reading your blog and site have been on this journey with you and i think it's really been cool to see so what were some of the big decisions you made really early on when you said you got together with your wife and you said all right we're going to take a hold of our financial future and you know we're serious amount of debt and these kinds of things, but yeah. you're starting a new job. Like what were some of those big decisions that you made early on?
1: Yeah. A lot of the big ones was, I mean, one was figuring out how we were going to repay debt, And that was something that was really stressing me out. Luckily my wife um, didn't have a lot of education debt, but I had a time. Um, and so kind of sitting and figuring out a plan to pay that off within five years, which we're on pace to do. That was huge. And, and the first step of that was creating a budget, which was like not a super fun process, but a necessary process. Uh, and we created one, not even so much for the situation we were in at the end of our fellowship, because at that point, budgeting was pretty easy. We had two kids living in New York City on one salary. So it's kind of like you just pay for the necessities until there's no more money. And then that's your budget. Um, but then becoming an attending um, like, we really had to sit and decide what we were willing to pay on, pay for, what we weren't, how big a house we were going to get. We were moving back to my hometown, so we ended up buying a house. Um, things like what cars to get. Um, so t- tough decisions, and, you know, we weren't always on the same page. That's the hard thing with a partner, but we kind of went back and forth enough that we eventually got there, and, you know, we keep trying to do that. Um, so that those were definitely some some big things so how how did that end up? you know it sounds like you
0: said you bought a house, you're buying some cars. you kind of did some of the typical things that a lot of physicians do when they come out, yeah. but somehow you're able to increase your net worth, you know pay off some of your student loan debt because a lot of people say you know all right, they're coming out, they start making more, but the next thing you know when they buy a house and do this kind of thing, they kind of end up in the same place financially in terms of whether living paycheck yeah. to paycheck or yeah. these kind of things um, and so they find that it's difficult to to create a dent in their debt and then really start increasing their net worth. So how were you able to do that with all the, you know, things that you have? Cause I mean, you had two kids and you have a wife and, yeah. you know, you're in a new area and you moved. Like, yeah. how, 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 was, how was that able to come together?
1: Yeah. So we were really careful in terms of buying our house. So we were prepared to to just rent a house or, or rent a place at first. Um, but we kind of then said like, we're going to set out criteria for what our our perfect home would be right now. Not like people talk about forever home or something, not like that, but but the house that we're looking for right now, Thing. I mean, how much it costs, sure, which you know was about equal to our yearly salary. So we weren't going extremely above or even kind of to the recommended two times your annual salary. Um, but even just things like having a fence for our dog and our kids, um, like the number of rooms it had, et cetera. We said, if we find a house like this, perfect, and we'll put a bid on it for this price. And if we get it great, and if not, we'll just rent a house and we'll go till there. So we tried to take like the emotion part out of it as, as much as we could, it's impossible to completely, but at least going around, we had a really solid idea of, of what we wanted. And we ended up like finding house that fit everything perfect and was less than we were expecting. And we even got them to include all of their like custom furniture with the house, which was awesome. because We were moving through New York city with no furniture. So that really, um, you know, didn't impact. We actually spend a lot less now on our housing than we did in New York City. Um, And then cars was another thing. I, before going through all this and kind of realizing I had, I was like, right, made the classic mistake of just leasing a really, really expensive luxury car just kind of for, just because. Um, And this was one of the things I realized is you know, I, I know about myself, I'm just not a huge car person. I don't get like a ton of joy from that. And there's people that do, and I think that's great, but it's just not for me. So I ended up just buying like a used Toyota Avalon. Um, and so that's my car. And my wife has um, an SUV that she actually leases, but like, a, you know, a mid range SUV that suits her well. Um, so we just kind of controlled that lifestyle creep. And we were able to do that again, because of that budget that we made ahead of time um, you know, of what we were going to spend based on what I was going to be making as an attending. So our savings rate was like 40 to 50%. And that allowed us to really accelerate and build our net worth.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, most of your investments, like where, where what are they invested in? Are they primarily the stock market or are there other things as well?
1: Yeah, I have um, basically in terms of my savings rate, I, I about a third of it every month goes to uh, paying off debt third of it goes to retirement accounts, um, and that's invested in, in like stock and bond index funds. Um, and I have a 75 percent stocks and 25 percent bonds allocation. Um, and then the other third goes towards real estate investing. and so my wife and I invest in uh, long-term rental, small multifamily. so we have three properties, duplexes and th- um, three plexes that we rent out in cash flow. Um, so that's, that's kind of where our money goes and how we are invest right now. Um, and, you know, it'll evolve as time goes on, but that's served us really well so far. What's your goal with that real estate? I mean,
0: it's cool that you got into that stuff as well in terms of investing in real estate, but, um, and you've allocated a portion of your portfolio that like, what is your ultimate goal with that? And, and why is it part of your portfolio?
1: Yeah, we really like it, you know, and, and again, it's learning from people like you about how how much real estate can really accelerate your wealth building. And so we want to keep scaling it. Like I said, we bought three in the past um, year and it, it's kind of awesome to see cause we buy these cash flowing properties and essentially the cash flow from the first two properties allowed us to buy the third properties. And then you kind of see how it all sort of snowballs from there. So, you know, we plan to keep buying more properties and eventually we'll buy bigger and bigger properties and we will sell, um, The old properties, and hopefully we'll still be able to ten thirty one exchange them um, for bigger ones. And my wife, she's a a college professor, but she's also going for rep status, which she'll qualify for this year. So we've used things like accelerated depreciation to help offset some of our taxes. Um, So we really try to use kind of all the advantages of real estate, Um, and it is it, it is work for sure, but it's you know, it's once you kind of get used to it and automate your processes and stuff, it's really not too bad. Um, so that's what I try to, to share with others. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, it's funny because like you mentioned, you're a plastic surgeon. And so I, people looking from the outside, you know, they hear you trying all these different things, so You're investing in real estate, you're trying to grow that empire. You're, you have a blog that you're growing. Uh, you really share with people, but also becoming a, a, like a serious business. And you've got all these things, but you're also a plastic surgeon. And so I guess the question that a lot of people would have on the outside, and you kind of pointed, you know, you kind of talked about it, but like, why, like, why have all these other things in addition to your day job? And I'm sure you could quite do quite well just doing that.
1: Yeah, I definitely could. I mean, the one, the one side of it that for sure is there is I just find it enjoyable. I'm passionate about it. You know, I don't think everyone needs to do that. You know, certainly I could go a more traditional route and just work my job, save 20%, invest it in index funds, work for 20, 30 years and and be great. And then there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but I just really kind of fell in love with the idea of financial freedom. And Like, I don't want to quit my job. I just started working. I really like it a lot. I love what I do, but I just love the idea of being able to do what I want because I want to, not because I have to. And, you know, having some semblance of control over your job in the sense that once you reach that point, you know, if if something comes along or administration changes, uh, they want me to do more for less, et cetera. I, I can kind of pick and choose what I want to do because I'm not tied to that paycheck. And for me, that's that's huge. Um, so that that's kind of the big reason. Hmm. No,
0: I mean, obviously I I feel the same way, right? I feel the same way that, you know, it's, it's, you know uh, Life changes and things happen And to be able to pivot, you have to, and have options It it helps to have multiple streams of income, right? Which is what you're working on Which is something you're working on really early At the stage of uh, your career, which is awesome And something that, um, uh, even when I look back I wish I had been more aggressive at that time So it's awesome that you're doing that I mean, um, like in terms of like obviously spending all your time doing these kind of things. I think, again, one of the big challenges for people is that, Hey, I can't, there's no way, I'm already so busy with my day job. I'm so busy doing these kind of things, but there's no way I could do all these types of things. How are you able to do that with your kids, <laughs> your, your big career that you're growing uh, with all these other things? Like how are you able to fit all this stuff in? Um,
1: I, n- I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know, it's one of those things I always like kind of, um, Use this analogy. I remember when my wife and I were about to have our first child, or she was about to have the first child. Um, but you know, we were, i remember we were sitting at our kitchen table and just like, how the heck are we going to do this? We're so busy already, and then we're going to have a kid in this. Like, how are we going to do it? And then somehow, your life just accommodates to it because it's something that's really important. Obviously, your children. Um, and you know, you find a way. And then I remember with our second kid, it was the same thing. We were sitting at the same table, just being like how the hell are we going to do this? Like our life is so crazy. We have one kid already and now we're throwing another one in there. How are we going to do this? And somehow you just figure out a way. And so, you know, for us, this is something that's really important, not at the expense of family or, or, you know, patient care or anything like that. But so it just kind of works. And like, you know, I still, every morning I bring my kids into school and pick them up and have a lot of time with them. um, so it's something that definitely you can figure out and i'm big into planning and processes and trying to automate things you know i'm like uh like kind of a freak i have you know on my on my laptop right now i have tons of sticky notes open on my mac and it it kind of lists out everything that i have to do today and and the following days so i have everything planned out and i know ahead of time what my day is going to look like so then i can you know plan also my free time and, you know, my personal time and my time with my family, et cetera. Um, So that's, that's kind of the, my long-winded answer. (laughs) I mean, that's awesome. So
0: let's talk about all the the other things you do around the brand Prudent Plastic Searching, because I know it's a blog, but I know you have podcasts as well. Let's talk about what are the other things that you're doing uh, beyond that? And um, yeah, I mean, just really growing this brand.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I have the blog um, and then I have a couple podcasts. One is uh finance flash go which is just a a simple it's like five minutes a day just over a really simple concept and i started that because like literally when i was starting i if someone i knew of stocks obviously because you hear about it but if someone asked me to explain what a stock was it would have been pretty embarrassing uh because i wouldn't have been able to so it goes over just even really simple things like that what is a stock what is a bond what is index funds etc um and then the other one's uh, Doctors and Dollars, which is a uh, podcast with myself and another radiation oncologist in California, where we just kind of um, talk to other, you know, regular doctors about what they're doing and, and their finances and things like that. Um, and then I have a course uh, called Graduating to Success, which basically that was my attempt, you know, when I, when I was going through this transition from being a trainee to an attending, There's obviously the financial uh, transition and and all that stuff, which I talk a lot about in the course. There's also the transition of just trying to like find your first job and establish yourself um, professionally. And in the medical field, we have like no experience how to do that. We go from undergrad to medical school, literally medical school. We just open an envelope that tells us where we're going. Same thing for fellowship. And then you get to the end and it's almost like you're agoraphobic. like there's too many options you're supposed to negotiate a contract when you have no idea how to do that and have never done it before so it's just kind of i tried to put together everything that i learned about that whole process um just to give some structure for people going through it
0: that's awesome so um where do you see the brand and uh like how is it evolving now Uh, you mentioned the course and this kind of thing and but like what what is on the blog today Um, and like what kind of content can people can find there today? I know it's been part of your journey, but how has that evolved over time? And what does it look like if people are trying to get resources from you today?
1: Yeah, it's definitely evolved. And there's a big component is still just sharing exactly what I'm going through. Like today, the post was just my net worth update, which I was finally above zero into the positive. Um, so a lot about that. And then just a lot about the things, topics or themes that. I've learned about that I think are important foundational pieces for people to understand about um, you know their personal finance or, or reaching financial well-being, and then a, a lot of it to sort of the the psychology of things or behavioral finance, um, which is probably the most important point.
0: Got it. Okay. I mean, it's, it's amazing to see what you've done in such a short time. I think that you're providing a ton of value for people because I'll say that this subject can't be talked about enough. I think a lot of people are like, oh, well. You know, there's a bunch of people talking about it, but I think that sharing your personal experience has been awesome for people. I've followed along, I, I've looked at your stuff, and watching your real estate journey has been really, uh, it's really inspiring for me as well. Um, what advice would you have for somebody who's just like, who's starting right now? They want to get a hold of their finances, right? They want to get better at where they're at. Maybe they feel that same burnout that you felt. Maybe mm-hmm. they feel like they're in like uh, under a like insurmountable pile of debt. Um, yeah. and, and that sort of thing, wherever they are in their career, like what, what, what are some abbi- some advice that you have for them to, to get out of this?
1: Yeah, I think, I, I mean, I can lay out just exactly what I did because I felt exactly those things. And I think the first step is, um, just trying to educate yourself a little bit. And that can seem really daunting because there's a lot of resources out there. It can be tough to pick what to do first. I mean, the first book I read was um, the White Coat Investor's book. I just said, I'm going to read 10 pages a day. And in a few weeks, I was done. Um, and I said, I'm going to read a blog post today. So I started reading your blog, White Coat Investor, Position on Fire, kind of all the, the usual ones. I just read one post a day in between um, cases or in the morning. And, you know, in a month, in two months, three months, it was amazing how much more I understood. And so once you increase that kind of knowledge base, then I think coming up with a financial plan is such a huge thing. Um, and like I have, uh, my financial plan is all posted on my blog, word for word. Um, so it can be used as a template. But once I had that, even though I hadn't made a cent more, I was still a fellow, I still had the same amount of debt, et cetera, I just felt so much better because I knew, okay, I have this plan, if I follow it, like I'm gonna be fine. And for the longest time, I just felt like I would never be fine because I was so much in debt and, and didn't have a plan. So those, I think, are the the biggest two
0: first steps. Uh, that's great advice. I mean, some other people they're going to listen to this and say, you know what, I want to start a blog too. I want to start a podcast. I want to do these kind of things. I want to share my journey. Uh, what's another tip that you have for someone who's trying to start that business, the blog, podcast, whatever that might be?
1: Uh, what's one big tip you have for them? Just do it. <laughs> yeah just just do it. Just get started. You know, like I said, I had no I, no idea what I was doing. Still figuring it out. Um, but yeah, just do it. You might think, you know, you'll probably feel imposter syndrome. I know I have it various times, but your your experience is worthwhile. And like you said, you can't talk about this stuff enough or share enough about it. So yeah, just go for it.
0: All right, Jordan, want to thank you for your time. I know you're a busy guy, but you're able to somehow do all these amazing things at prudentplasticsurgeon.com. Uh, if everyone's interested in kind of learning about finances, kind of wants to find out more about Jordan's journey as well as his podcast and his course go ahead and check him him out there. Uh, It's an amazing resource. And again, I've I've been a fan of his as well. So anyways, Jordan, I wanna thank you for your time. Let's do this again soon and keep up the amazing success. Sounds good. Thanks so much, Peter. Enjoy the show? Let me know by dropping a review in the podcast app you're listening to us in. And if you haven't already, make sure to hit subscribe. Are you part of our community yet? Join thousands of physicians who are also on this journey to creating their ideal lives through multiple streams of income. You can join us on our Facebook group, Passive Income Docs, and you can always learn more at our website, PassiveIncomeMD.com. Thanks again for allowing me to be a part of your journey. See you next time.